Welcome to the Pacey Performance Podcast. Today, I'm speaking to Associate Director for Football Performance at Duke University, Aaron Getz. Tune in to episode 342 of the Pacey Performance Podcast. So I've reviewed a number of episodes over the last couple of weeks and months, and one thing that I thought could enhance the, the the podcast is to get someone on from a collegiate setting who really dives deep into the programming side of things. So we have Aaron on today, which is an absolute pleasure, and thank you to the guys at Perch for making that introduction. So we dive into the programming that, that sorry the program that Aaron runs at Duke University uh, on the football side and we dive into Olympic lifting how they program it when they teach it progressions and regressions we also dive into their use of unilateral work and finish off with a little bit around the use of technology given it's um, given it's so much on people's minds at the minute so a really real pleasure to get Aaron on and like I say we haven't had many people on from a collegiate setting who has got into the amount of detail like this so it's a real pleasure to uh, to welcome Aaron to the podcast so I'm sure you'll get tons out of this episode this episode of the Pacey Performance Podcast is sponsored by Hawking Dynamics the world's first wireless force plate testing system. So the Hawking Dynamics system is built around what coaches want so they can test in the real world and not just in the lab. So you're able to capture reliable data on all athletes in a matter of minutes and monitor progress from their cloud-based system from anywhere in the world. So as I've mentioned, the Hawking Dynamics force plates are wireless, which means they're portable, and they're also trusted by teams at a number of different levels in a number of different sports. So integrating force plates into your athlete monitoring system uh, could not be easier and more affordable. So if you want to get to know a little bit more about Hawking Dynamics or actually see their plates in action, Head over to the website, uh, which is hawkingdynamics.com, um, which you can I mean, you can also schedule a demo, and follow them on Twitter at hawkingdynamics. This episode of the Pacey Performance Podcast is sponsored by iMeasureU. So used by leading sports practitioners and biomechanics researchers worldwide to capture and compare multi-limb inertial data in the field. IMU Step from iMeasureU is a dual sensor and app lower limb load monitoring tool which helps practitioners optimize return to play for running based sports. So iMeasureU have just released their new and improved waterproof sensor Blue Trident which includes ultra high G capabilities to quantify high impact steps such as cutting, landing and sprinting, longer battery life to collect data all day, real-time feedback to aid immediate interventions and faster workflow so practitioners can review long training sessions within minutes of training completion. I Measure You, now part of Vicon, works with military, pro and collegiate coaches and athletes from around the world, including the Australian Institute of Sport, US Department of Defense and collegiate and pro teams from around the world. If you want to get to know more about I Measure You, head over to their website, imeasureyou.com or follow them on Twitter or Instagram at imeasureyou. So without further ado, over to the episode with Aaron Getz. Thanks for tuning in to the Pace Performance Podcast. So this afternoon, I am delighted to welcome Aaron Getz to the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, mate. Appreciate you having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for fitting me in into the chaos. <laughs> it sounds mayhem. Everyone I speak to is just like, this is it's crazy out there. So I really appreciate you uh, giving up your time. Anyone that doesn't know who you are, Aaron, would you mind just giving us a little bit of an insight into you, your background, education-wise, and what you're currently doing? Yeah, sure. Uh, currently, um, Associate Director for Football um, at Duke University. Uh, I've been here uh, going on nine years. It's my ninth off-season uh, here. So, I mean, I've had the pleasure of, of being here. I grew up in uh, Northeast PA, about 20 minutes from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, small, coal region town. Um, what actually met my uh, my wife. She's she's from a town over. So we uh, best friends ended up dating for a couple of years during high school, and you know we ended up meeting, and you know fate will have it. It brought us down here. Um, you know, so we have uh, three beautiful daughters. Um, oldest one's kindergarten over in Chapel Hill. Youngest middle one starts uh, next year. So I'm a big family guy. I think first and foremost, and 
Yeah, I've been here with Coach Durfee and, and the crew for a long time, and, you know, it's been a pleasure. So, I mean, I I have a pretty traditional route. Uh, I played football at uh, Plymouth State University. Were you uh, good? I was a lot lighter then. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, y'all, exactly the same. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, I had the pleasure of uh, coming out of high school. I actually got recruited through a buddy of mine. Um, you know, they found me, and, you know, it was really a blessing in disguise. Um, you know, that's kind of what drove me to um, doing this um, for a living. I had uh, our offensive line coach. You know, him and I are still close today. Uh, coach Paps, he's, you know, he taught me a lot. You know, I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, pretty typical ex-football player, you know, but I think what really kind of drove me was, was one, what the weight room can do for you, you know, from a mentality standpoint, performance standpoint, all that stuff. But I think just the, the role of, of coach and what that can play in, you know, a young guy's life, you know, I think, you know, what he did for me is, is something that I try to do now, um, obviously outside of numbers and tackles and touchdowns and all that stuff. Um, but no, he was, he was pretty big reason, you know, why I kind of took that. So I ended up, uh, did four years at Plymouth state and then, um, Got, got the pleasure to meet uh, Brandon O'Neill. So he was over at the time, uh, he was at Dartmouth College over in Hanover. So from Plymouth to Hanover um, was like a 35-minute drive through the through the, the deep woods in New Hampshire. Um, so, you know, I, I met him probably two or three or four months left before I graduated. And, you know, this is, hey, this is what I want to do. You know, just trying to make some connections while I finished up school. You know, so I met him and he's like, well, you know, we're actually looking for, you know, interns to come over for the summer. You know, what do you think? I was like, yeah, I jumped at it. So I was like, you know what, let's just do this thing. My buddy who him and I, uh, we played together. He's actually from a nearby town up there. So he let me crash on his couch for the summer. You know, I just trekked it over and back um, through the woods in New Hampshire every day. And, you know, appreciative of, of Coach Miller and Coach O'Neill and, you know, that was, that was the start for me to like, all right, this is, this is something I can see myself doing, you know, obviously the huge difference you can make, you know, but just the mentorship, the guidance, just the relationship part, I think is, is something that really grabbed me um, besides the performance stuff. Right. I think anybody who gets into this is, you know, you get in it for similar reasons and it's a lot of the one side of it yields, it yields the same results, right? Like it's all performance driven at the end of the day. We know that. Um, but I think just being able to be somebody to some, be something to somebody that you can build relationships with and they can kind of lean on you. And, you know, that's really what I liked of the strength coach part versus the football coach part. Cause I was at a crossroads, but once I did that internship, I was like, all right, I know what I want to do, you know? So that was a big thing for me. So I did that for, Man, probably two and a half months. Um, and then I ended up just, man, uh, university back home, East Stroudsburg University, they had a deadline. It was like the end of, I want to say like April or March of that of that year, which was 2011. Um, so I submitted all my stuff for grad school because I was like, you know what? It's an in-state university to me. Like, if anything, I'm going to be paying, you know, not very much to, to, to get something I felt like I needed you know, at, at that time. So, you know, uh, lo and behold, fate had it. Um, I was able to get in and it was ended up being a year program. Um, you know, so Dr. Davis and, and her staff were super grateful and, you know, they let me, you know, come start in July. So I did the internship at Brown or at Dartmouth, excuse me, uh, went to Brown or, did to Dartmouth and then went to East Stroudsburg a couple months later and then ended up leaving there early because Duke had an internship open up. And uh, that was, again, my, my girlfriend at the time, who you know, is my wife now, she moved down here to teach. Um, you know, the only school that ever called me back was Duke to do an internship. And, you know, I ended up being, been here about two and a half months. Um, again, everything kind of lined up. You know, I always use the word fate. Um, kind of a, kind of a, uh, a a big word, but I mean, it's crazy. You know, it all kind of worked out and, you know, two and a half months later, it hired me on. Um, you know, that's 
kind of the start and I've been here ever since and you know I, I left for maybe seven eight nine months took a high school job just nothing wrong with it just honestly wasn't for me you know at that time and you know was able to come back here and in, in, in a bigger capacity and you know so we that's all we know you know so it's been it's been really good man it's been um uh, again the pillars of of here are you know, they, they align really well with, with who I am. And, again, it's Coach Cutcliffe and Coach Durfee, and they're all really good men first. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, was, was huge to me. So, you know, it all kind of lined up, and, you know, here we are. So I always get the sense when I speak to guys who work in college over there in the States that this coach – this coach title is is really pertinent for you guys and you hold it really really highly and i mean because people like you say coach durfee coach we don't particularly do that over here and it's quite nice to hear you say to be something to somebody or something of to that effect and i feel that's that's really strong that you guys have that that real sense of purpose especially like i say especially in the collegiate setting when you you, you know you're looking after these these young people, which is great. It's, yeah. it's, you can you can feel the passion. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, man, it's like, and again, this is the only place I've been, but again, you know people, you talk to people. Um, I think some of the bad rap, and especially college football, it, it, you know, you hear some you know war stories, if you will, of, of interns and, you know, different things like that. I mean, I think this whole thing of life is really about, like, people. Right. I think it starts with people. I think you, uh, again, maybe it's just me, but I think you want to try to surround yourself with, you know, the program and the people that you want to model yourself after. You know, I think that's a big thing of, yeah, obviously you're, you're in this, like, again, I'm an ex-football guy. Like, I love to compete. You know, I love challenge. Like, I guess to me, that's all standard. Um, so, like, you know, I think it's as mightily important now, like, you know, I got three daughters, like, you know, it just kind of stacks everything together to, you know, that, that that's your hope for them. And that's your hope, I think, for anybody to surround yourself with people on purpose, right? I think without any of those things, like, I mean, what, what do you really have, right? I, I think the people and the, the purpose are huge, you know, so it's been, it's been a really good match. And, you know, I, I've been super grateful and it's been super Man, super fun. <laughs> it's been a fun ride so far, and this is the only place I've been, but it's, you know, there's been nothing that, like, would make me want to kind of go another direction as of now, you know, mm-hmm. so. Man, that's class. Thank you for that. It's, uh, it's really insightful to get that complete different perspective from what maybe we have over here, and it's, it's yeah, it's really cool. Thanks for that. Um, like I said to you beforehand, and I sent some, some points over, as I normally do with guests, and I'm really conscious that probably over the last, I don't know, six or seven years I've been doing this, like the intricacies of programming doesn't, maybe gets lost. Maybe it's like not as sexy as maybe technology or, you know, load monitoring or anything like that. And I don't want to make it like play it down, but I think it's one thing that I'd really like to dive into with you today and and how you program and and the the intricacies of what goes on um, at Duke uh, with your guys, if that's all right. Yeah, and what, that'd be great. Uh, one, one place I'd like to start, which might frame it quite nicely, is is your philosophy and how you think about how you think about training and where everything else kind of jumps off from. So that'd be that'd be a nice place to start. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the first. I mean, it's funny to hear the word, and again, it's kind of one of those things where, like, you hear the word philosophy, you hear principles. I I, I think it really. Um, I think it really starts at the end um, from a program standpoint, as far as like, what's your end goal? You know, what's like, what are you trying to achieve? Um, And I think like for us, um, we're trying to develop, right? The biggest, fastest, strongest, most durable player, right? We're trying to make you, at the end of the day, it's about making you a better player, right? And I think that's one of the things that for me, where it starts is, yeah, you're making a better player, but like from that point, how do you work back? I, I, I think you go from the end and work back to the start, you know, and I think it's one of those things where 
I think you can get lost in, again, it's 2021. There's, you know, you see new things every day. Um, I think it's really programs about like your personal belief and, and, and your own thoughts. Um, so whether you're a powerlifting guy, whether you're an Olympic lifting guy, I don't think it really matters. Um, I, I think it's really your personal belief and how strong you feel about it. Right. And I think now with the technology part of it is, is I think it's great because it's the first time in ever that you're finally able to get a measurable tool that can measure what you're doing. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of past stuff is, yeah, you have your prescription, you have your, I want to be here, 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 you know, you have your different models of periodization. Um, but I think now it finally gives you that grip of, instant feedback of you can go and get your data and go, did I hit my target? Right. Cause ultimately your target is to make a better player. You know, I don't think, I don't think there's a right or wrong. Clearly. I mean, there's many different tools and modalities and different things uh, of programming. I think it's really just taking what you believe in, fitting it in the system that you're in and trying to find the best way to drive that. You know, I, I don't, I don't think there's one right or wrong way. Um, and I think early on, like for me, like I kind of used Olympic lifting early on as a player and like, I loved it. You know, I think there's a lot of good like substance to it. Um, and just trying to find, you know, what fits, you know, again, the stuff that I would fit offensive line wise with those guys are different than, than other guys. And I think you just, again, your end goal you know, what's the needs, what are the wants, and just, you know, being being smart about it using common sense. Um, Aaron, Aaron, do, do you think we, we're too quick? And you mentioned the, like, Olympic lifting guy or a certain periodization guy. Oh, I'm not a technology guy. Oh, I am a technology guy. Like, right. are we too quick to kind of follow, maybe follow someone on social media they're not, I, I respect them. I like what they do. I like how they come across. They hate Olympic lifting. Therefore, I'm not going to be Olympic lifting guy. Like, I'm not going to be this. And, and, and polarizing is either like we like a yes or a no. We like a, um, a squat or a deadlift. We like one or the other. And we put ourselves in these little camps, which isolates us, but surround, also surrounds ourselves with people like who think like us. It's, it's quite easy for, our industry do that isn't it and i think people seem to enjoy doing that for for, for some reason maybe because we like the the comfort of being in a in a in a hole maybe yeah no i mean i, I think it's i i think again it's one of the especially like and i think it's one of these things that i think about for like young people entering the field or like even myself you know i've been almost 10 years in and you know, whatever. But I think it's one of those things that, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think that's the problem with a lot of social media personally. I mean, but that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother, de, you know, debate or conversation, whatever you may have. I, I think it's really just, you know, and I think using yourself, um, I, I, I guess in the, how do I, I guess using yourself to find what works, um, I think early on that was something that I did and it was very beneficial to like, right? Because you're looking for something that's going to drive adaptation, right? It's, it, it's funny because the, the more I get into this, the less like complicated I make it. You know, I think early on, like you have this huge like vortex in your head of like what it is, but like at the end of the day, it really is stimulus, stim stimulus and adaptation. I mean, no matter what it is. So it's like one of those things where like, you know, I don't think you could ever personally, you know, just like us as individuals, like you just can't lose your end goal. You know, you what you choose to program is not going to be much different from one sport to the next. I mean, they're all training is training is training. It's been that way for years and years and years. I mean, that's. You're giving away the secret sauce here, Aaron. What are you doing? I, I know. Well, just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, just, I know. I just, I just think it's it's really finding out what, 
You know, I think it's like any, anything else, like you're going to fit a certain type of system, you know, and hopefully you're driven to that system. And if not, you learn. I mean, that right. That's the point of internships. You go, you learn. You're either going to put it on a list of, hey, I like this. Let me kind of dive down the trench in it. Or I'm not going to. You're going to put it on the back burner. You know, I think because there, there's so much to this game. Um, and I think it's just finding what what you see works, what you read works. And obviously having that firsthand experience of did it work or did it not? You know, I think technology drives that now. And that's it's really good. You know, I think for the first time ever, this field has something that's, you know, you can measure. You know, like we get done, man, and I could go through and sift through the data with 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 our systems, and you know, you could see if we're trending up or we're trending down. You know, that's that's the to me the fun part of it now is like, okay, if you're going up, keep going. You know, right? If you're not, pull back. You know, reevaluate. I mean, that's I don't know. I just I don't think it's any more complicated than that. You know, I think it's. You know, as far as like movements and stuff, it's, I think you need a blend. You know, I know I got off on a tangent of used to be an Olympic lifting guy, but I just think you take, you just take blends of, of powerlifting, you know, blends of work capacity. But, you know, I just, I think you take different blends because they all yield different results and you stack them in a manner that's going to give you the best training session. And you're just trying to stack days. You know, you, you, you got to drive the, the training hard, but the other part of it's lifestyle, right? And I, I, I mean, that's, I, it, it, I don't think your training only goes so, f- your training only goes as far as you, as your nutrition goes, as your lifestyle goes, you know, you're never going to beat a poor lifestyle. You know, that's, that's, that's 100% true. You know, you may have better genetic makeup to, to overcompensate it to a point, but that car is eventually going to run out of gas, you know? And I think that's, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big car guy. I love cars. <laughs> so I think for me, that's kind of where I found my simplicity is like, you know, the car needs a strong frame. The car needs a big motor and the car needs fuel in the tank. You know, I think that's, uh, again, there's obviously layers to that, but I mean, kind of my premise of philosophy or principles of, you know, I just think it's dependent on, again, time of year. What do you need? don't you need i'd I'd like to dive into the olympic lifting stuff if if we can and just get a bit of an insight into maybe where your influence is i mean you've mentioned there that you lifted as an athlete you olympic lifts lifts as an athlete that was a a big influence for you but when it comes to programming and a little bit of detail around maybe where it fits in the in the training year maybe where it's manipulated for certain athletes, just to give listeners a bit of an insight into where your mind is when it comes to programming Olympic lifting before you put pen to paper or in modern times, enter it on your iPad before these guys get in the gym? Yeah, no, I mean, I think the the mindset is, I mean, I think the the biggest benefit of of Olympic lifting is obviously your power development, your rate of force development, which is, no matter what sport, it's huge. You know, I think to me, I, I, I think it's got to be an integral part of your training, whether you're pulling or you're catching. Um, so I think just knowing what it does um, and then knowing, again, your clientele, your athletes, you know, like for me, I, I guess first thought is like, again, you have some bigger, longer guys, your offensive, defense alignment, like, they're going to live more in, in the snatch range, right? Pending any previous shoulder injuries, you know, any of those variables. But I think you set those guys up for success doing that. Um, and then I think it's just obviously all those benefits you get, but, you know, just knowing that you're trying to, you're trying to build, right, the biggest, strongest motor. But I think there's so many other qualities, the change of direction quality, again, joint joint motion again soft tissue stuff i think you just get so much um from that olympic lifting um cup if you will um that it, that it has to be important right I, I think for us um again this is surely us and and what we do here is you know we are a developmental program so again the same approach with the programming the same the same thing is going to apply to olympic lifting i think 
and how we teach it and how we coach it is, is right. You work back at, from the finish position and then you work yourself through, you know, your approach. And it's going to be a blend of a, a top down to a bottom up. Again, it's just picking and choosing what movements are going to yield the highest power outputs and the highest rate of force development and all that stuff. And that's, those are the ones you go with, you know, because we're using it as a, a means to an end in the sense of we're truly hunting all those qualities, but it can't be at a deterrent of time, right? I think with training, whether, whatever, whatever game you're in, I think time is a huge thing to where like, you only have so much time. So you're picking and choosing your things within your progression, within your philosophy that you're going to go with, you know, and again, through time, again, using technology and your coach's eye, I mean, that's, you're going to look at something and go, all right, this looks pretty dang good. You know, or you're not, you're you're, you're going to look at it and go, oh, this isn't very good. Either how do I fix it or how do I move on? Which is a big complaint of people's not, implementing limpid lifting because of the time taken to taken to coach and the I suppose how intensive it is, especially early, early on. What would your what would your reaction to someone saying that be? I mean, everyone's got their own personal <laughs> beliefs. Um no, I mean again, I think that kind of just goes back to to my first point is is and and that's fine. You know, there's other ways to do it, but at the end of the day, what you get out of it, I, I don't think can be replaced. Um, again, especially for football, you know, obviously there's that ability to display force, but also absorb force. You know, so I, I think that's a big thing as far as like, again, offensive defense line. And I, I work mostly with offensive defense line. I'm a, I'm a big person guy. Um, so like for those guys in the trenches, like they, they need that, you know, and I think it's, you can still get done, um, and I've seen it firsthand here. Um, you can get done. You can be an Olympic-based program, if you will, um, and teach it and coach it and do it really well um, as part of your training plan. I mean, that I know no different. So my reaction, my reaction would be again, that's that that's on the person, if you will. Um, but I mean, you could do it and do it really well. Coach it, teach it. It's like anything. You got to have a plan, right? You're not going to go into something without a plan. You have a plan, you can execute and get it done. So, so, the, so that cat, the catch and the force absorption, as you mentioned, there is super important for you guys. That you see that as a as a key reason for implementing the the full lift. Yeah, I mean, I think yep. it's uh, again, you work your way through the progression from you know quarter squat catch to to, to full catch. Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess going off of research literature. You know, firsthand experience, yes, I, I think you do, you know, because you get all those qualities of the absorption, the application, again, the changing of direction. Like, there's a lot of athleticism involved in it, you know, and I think there's guys, again, bigger, longer guys, it puts them in positions to, again, if you get into those, right, because – at the end of the day, what it's about is your body's ability to get into a position, withstand it, and pop back out of it or come back out of it, right? That's, if, if you will, in the simplest form to me is injury prevention. You know, so why would you not do that? Why would you not take the time? Because you're still able to teach. You're still able to do all these things, and you can follow it up with heavy squatting, heavy pulling, heavy pressing, heavy chin-ups. Like, you – to me, it, it, the, the nervous system is what it is. You know, so it's all those things that you're getting from Olympic lifting that's going to drive the development of an athlete. Would, would there be any times in the year, Aaron, that you would emphasize or you would include the catch versus, versus not? Um, yeah, I, I think it's just time and place. And obviously, you know, guys being fully healthy, not healthy. You know, there's, you know, in-season – We'll sometimes catch, we sometimes won't. You know, we, we play a game, we play Saturday, right? Because that, again, that's the ultimate end goal of it all. I mean, I think that you can't get lost in that. I mean, that's, you know, that's why I kind of para- paraphrased it with the ultimate goal is to make the best football player, right? The best athlete, whatever, whatever you want to put on it, right? Um, so I think that's the end goal. And I, I think you just got to be smart and understand 
when, again, when to push, when to pull. You know, I think all this stuff is is push and pull, right? You play Saturday, you play a big physical team. If you got some shoulders and elbows and wrists, well, you're going to come back the next day, probably not power clean, probably not hang clean. All right, let's pull. You're still getting those same benefits. You know, you can work your way through the week. You know, and, and again, the nice thing about it is you're able to have conversations with these kids. Again, we have a really good relationship with sports med. Like, we know all this stuff coming in the door. You know, so when we talk about this stuff, you know, the day after the games, you know, we, are, we already know what our plan is. Here's if we got ABC, great, here's our ABC. And just being able to match and, and stack different things is, is, you know, I don't think you're ever set to one plan in this in, in this whole thing, you know. Um, as, we've to, just, as we found out over last year. <laughs> right. To say, to say you're, you know, to say you're this, this, and this, like, you always got to have a plan B and a plan C and just – you know, kind of be ready to to adapt and shift gears. And, you know, I think just kind of always having your tools ready to, to do what you need to do, if that makes sense. So we're just going to take a very quick break in the chat with Aaron. Hope you enjoyed part one. So over in part two, we discuss more on the programming side and go deeper on that. Also finish off with a little bit of chat around technology and how Aaron and Duke University football implement technology within their program. But just a quick reminder, if you haven't downloaded the Pacey Performance Performance Staff Survey, where I asked 138 people in British football about their salary, about their experience, about their education, internships, all the good stuff, so you can get a real insight into what it's like in the industry over here in British football. You can download that from the website completely for free, and that was in supported by Satanta College, so I really appreciate their support on that. But I hope you're going to enjoy part two. Lots of great information there from Aaron. Enjoy. This episode of the Pace of Performance podcast is sponsored by Output Sports, the Swiss army knife for athlete performance. So to celebrate their first year in business, after eight years of research, Output have just launched a Black Friday sale. So for the first 25 Pacey Performance listeners and followers to use the code PACEY25, you can subscribe to their bronze package with a 25% discount until December the 1st, 2020. This will get you access to an Output IMU, all their measurement modules, VBT, power, wellness, RSI, Nordics, strength endurance, mobility, and more, plus access to their AMS, the Output Hub. So check it out today to bring a new level of portability, practicality, and efficiency to your athletes' testing and tracking processes. So you can learn more about Output on OutputSports.com or follow them on social media at OutputSports where you can schedule a demo. This episode of the Pacey Performance Podcast is sponsored by Fusion Sport. Fusion Sport is a global leader in human performance solutions for elite sport, military and workplace health. Fusion Sport's data management and analytics platform Smarterbase is designed to provide elite human performance organizations with a one-stop shop solution for the holistic performance management of their teams. Highly configurable and capable of allowing the integration of other systems and wearables into its operations, Smarterbase enables organizations to capture, manage, analyze, report, and share data across the whole organization. When you adopt the Smarterbase human performance platform, you're choosing more than just a product. You're choosing a technology partner and a team of consultants who have worked with some of the most elite performance organizations. Smarterbase is trusted by the world's best in human performance, including the National Basketball Association, the NBA, the LA Lakers, US Special Operations Command, the Australian Institute of Sport, and US Soccer. So visit fusionsport.com forward slash smarterbase to learn more about how Smarterbase can help turn your data into a winning advantage. This episode is also sponsored by Omega Wave, which is the only non-invasive, at-rest technology on the market that analyzes readiness to train via both brain and cardiac analysis. So using DC potential and HRV to understand your brain's energy level and autonomic nervous system balance allows you to use objective data on recovery and readiness that in turn helps you to truly individualize your training and thus optimize performance. OmegaWave also measures ECG from the V6 position and this data can be used by the medical profession to check cardiac health on a frequent basis. The measurement only takes four minutes to perform and results are visualized in an intuitive way thanks to our Windows of Trainability concept. 
A mega wave is used by hundreds of elite sport athletes, military and law enforcement agencies. They're also an official partner of the UFC Performance Institute. So to learn more about Omega Wave, visit their website, omegawave.com, or visit their social media channels. One, one phrase that you use, and you, you reiterated it a couple of times, was we're, we're a, development, we're a develop, developmental program, which is quite, quite nice to hear. And it's quite easy, I suppose it's quite easy to forget that, that you're dealing with... 18-year-old guys and girls, and in your instance, guys, these are young people. And I think it's, it was just it just it just dawned on me that and I wrote it down to make sure I, I followed up on that. Because it's easy to get carried away and 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 forget that these are young, like these these are young people. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think that's the I think that's the curse of social media, if you will. Course. Right? I think from a you know, it's funny because I was just having this conversation. Sorry, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a. Go. You know, I was having a, <laughs> I was having a conversation with one of our guys today, and I was like, you know, what people forget about all this, you know, back to the stimulus, the, the stimulus and the adaptation. Like, you need time. You know, like you need time. You need, you know, repetitions. You need volume. Like you just that's the only way your body adapts. You know, that's the only way to drive, you know, successful training or what would deem successful, you know, again, that's always up for interpretation as well, but you need time. You know, I, don't, I, 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 without time, you're, you're just, you're on a mouse wheel, if you will. Um, and I, I think that gets lost because everybody wants it now here right away. And like the microwave version. Yeah. It just doesn't work. You know, one of the, you know, coach O'Neill told me this early on, probably, that had to be obviously 10 years over 10 years ago. Holy smokes. Um, <laughs> you know, he told me it's like, you know, you, you, you're putting something in a slow cooker. Right. And I think people get lost in that is like, you know, anything in a slow cooker or anything smoked is much better than the microwave, you know, and I, social media, whatever it is, I, you lose that, you know, 2021. I want it now. I want it here. I want it then, you know, it's, so I, I, I guess I, I'm probably boring because I, I try to keep it simple, but like you need time, man. you need time, you need work, you know, you need repetitions under the barbell, whether it's Olympic squatting, pulling, you know, you need that, you need that volume. So, so what do you do if you have an athlete that's not competent, with Olympic lifts or has a injury, past injury pathology that enables, does, sorry, doesn't enable them to do the Olympic lifts or the derivatives. Where do you, where do you go? What's your, what's your kind of right turn from there? Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you, you know, it's one of those things where it goes into the wants versus needs. And then you just need to find, you know, a, a good way that I like to do it is if they can't is just start, you know, do some compound stuff to where you're doing some strength work with some plyos or some throws or again, something that's driving the, the, the central nervous system, driving that system of, of, of power development. Um, I think is one of those things where, you know, it's not very often, but again, if you get to that point where like, Hey, this guy just can't do it. You know, you, you're trying to coach them and, and take them through your, your your levels of progressions. Like, you know, then it's just one of those things where, all right, what's, what's the next best thing for him? You know, I think that's that's obviously where, again, the other part of it lies. It's, it's not what's best for us and what fits us. It's, you know, what how do we get this kid to the – as close to the target as possible if we're – we don't have this tool, you know. So I think just finding different ways to, to train them if – you're not able to, you know, if there's injury or whatever that may be, you know, and just compounding some stuff, some throws, again, some high speed get offs, um, just anything that's power driven in nature, you know, sleds, you know, just finding what works for that guy. Mm -hmm. So next question, next topic of conversation around unilateral versus bilateral and that, that kind of, again, polarized debate. You got people like Mike Boyle who, uh, very much in the unilateral camp, although like it's quite obvious that um, he does program bilateral as well, but uh, favors unilateral work. And I just wanted to get your thoughts around that. Does it change throughout the year? Does it change with certain 
athletes that you work with versus versus others. Um, just yeah, what, what's your thinking here? Yeah, um, I think it's just one of those things. Again, it's just another tool. Um, obviously, you can go to research and and look at different things. Um, I think a lot of it too, though, is like you know what what are the needs of of I guess my first thought to you to the to the single leg versus double leg work is. You know, you have a lot more of your guys on the outside. You know, they need a good bit of single leg work, right? That's what they do. You know, whether you're safeties, cornerbacks, wideouts, you know, even your combo skill guys. You know, you need, and even to extent, your offensive and defensive line. Like, I think, again, just a good sound training principle is is you always time permitting, time of year. Um, I think all that goes into it. You know, I, I think from just a training standpoint, it's good to have both. Um, and then as you get, right, general to more specific, <laughs> um, <laughs> you you, you got to do what's best for them and what their needs are. Um, I don't, you know, it, it may fry a lot of people. I personally, I, I don't care what I like when it comes <laughs> to like programming, what I'm picking from my athletes, like. What, what again? If you have their best interests at heart, which you should, your personal thoughts shouldn't even be in the equation. You know, right? You have your philosophy. We, 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 you know. But again, what? That's our job to find the best possible solution for the question you're asking. You know, I think that's what data is all about, right? You know, I think it's one of those things where you get what you get, and I think. You know, I, uh, I just actually, it's funny because I ended up coming, coming in, uh, crossing paths with, uh, Adam, uh, Virgil, Virgil. Sorry, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I just came, you know, a couple weeks ago, we came across, you know, a pass and stuff because, you know, we have, we have so much, like, we have five different platforms of data. So I, I've been in contact with him and, you know, he said it so simply and so, you know, so gracefully. He's like, well, what questions are you trying to answer? And I'm like, like that, like that to me just kind of like struck me. Um, and it's super simple, but like, what questions are you trying to answer? You know, what adaptations are you trying to yield with your training? You know, then pick the best possible one that's going to, A, keep them safe, right? That's first and foremost, do no harm. But B, it's going to drive performance. You know, drive them running faster, jumping higher, feeling better. You know, I think that's huge. So I'm – I'm not a big, I'm not a big bilateral, unilateral squat guy. Um, and I, I traditionally, I've been a big bilateral squat guy. I know there's research. I, I love a lot of pretty much all of Mike Boyle stuff. Um, I think he's one of the guys early on that I really got a hold of and mm-hmm. super simple, easy to digest. Likewise, yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of his stuff you read, you're like, damn, like that, that's really simple. Um, so, like, that for me is, you know, I love a lot of his stuff. And I love, again, talking to you for 35 minutes. I, I, I try to keep it as simple as possible because I think there's I think there's so much um, that you can overwhelm yourself. You know, 100%. And then, you know, it's like one of those things where, like, you try to do it all, you don't get good at anything, that, that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm not in either camp. Um, I just – man, I just think you try to find – you try to find what works best, you know, what works best for us and our defensive backs and our offensive line is going to be different than other teams, you know. But at the end of the day, like, you're trying to make them better athletes, you know, all those other qualities. So that would, I guess that would be my, my answer to your, your initial question. No, that's cool. Thank you for that. I mean, you mentioned tech a couple of times and in gym technology, maybe velocity-based training, and I'm going to, bring this into the conversation, but also flip your question that you spoke to Adam about. What questions are you trying to answer and why did you turn to VBT to be able to answer them? Because clearly there was an an issue somewhere or a gap that needs to be plugged and you thought VBT could do that. I'd just like to get, I'd like to dive into that little area. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so here, um, you know, we're super fortunate. Uh, We have... Obviously, we have our GPS stuff. We have heart rate. Um, we have force deck, so NOR board, jump plates. Um, and we also, um, through uh, perch, obviously, 
that's kind of where it started for us in here. Um, so that was big for us as far as like, so it's, it's, I guess kind of to, to, to play a little bit of history with, um, and Jeremy hit on it because I, I ended up listening to, to your podcast with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Coach Durfee, who's um, our director, him and Coach Moffat are, are really good friends. They're, they're good close. So it's it's he brought it up in that conversation. It's the, the those trees are, are connected. Um, <laughs> you know, so we got in with Perch, um, you know, right along with LSU when they did. Um, and it's for us, it's been. It's been huge. Um, I guess I'll start with that one, um, especially with time of year. Um, so I think for us, we got in like we got in with Perch, and you know this is going into our second off season with them. Um, and again, it's really driven our operation um, to another level. Um, I think it's been been the one of the best things for us, um, just as far as. Right. Everybody squats, presses, everyone does all the same stuff. Right. And I think now you have the ability to A, get instant feedback on the floor, B, your compliance is through the roof and C, you're able to go back um, and just really see what you've done. You know, you have your initial prescription, you know, you have, again, whatever model you're on, you can see exactly where you're are you know and then from there do you can you push more can you pull more do you have to go back do you have to go harder so i mean i think it's really um the analogy i like to use is you're able to get even closer to that red line than i think we've ever had before um so that's been really big for us and i know vbt gets thrown around um and again there's a lot of really good stuff but like for us personally it's been one of those things where you're able, like, we're, we've been able to build out norms and build out um, different things, you know, to really map out everything we've done, um, whether it's off season or whether it's in season. I think it just makes it just makes everything better, you know, and I think it allows, you know, conversations, especially with your guys of, hey, this is where we want to live today. Well, we know if, right, you have that gap of, you know, here's your set parameter. You may be a little bit higher. You may be a little bit lower. I mean, we'll know right away, like, hey, you're feeling pretty good. Great. Well, let's push the gas a little more. You know, I think it's as, you know, you got guys that aren't feeling so good. All right, well, let's let's pull back a little bit. And it's not necessarily it has to be intensity. It could be volume. But, again, you're able to manipulate it right on the floor because you see it. You know, you're able to set thresholds with movements of, you know, set four, five, six. This is where we want to live. You know, and it creates that drive you know it creates those guys see hey this is where i want to be as we work through the sets and here's my goal is it are we driving strength are we driving power whatever that number is they know like it's already set you know and we can see it in a bright color if they missed it or not you know and it's it, it takes a lot of it puts a lot of ownership on them you know i think that's important because it forces them to own their craft. You know, I think the training piece is, is, is a piece of the craft, right? You got your football craft, you got your training craft, and then that just drives that, you know? And I think the more you can do that and live closer to that red line, you're going to come out better. You know, whether you're after a game, going into a game, um, and I think it's just really kind of driven our operation um, another level. Um, that's when cliche as that is no no no, absolutely no it's great i mean one thing that jeremy said when i when i spoke to him was vbt may be seen as something that prevents you from overtraining, but actually it helps us massively to not undertrain. so and that was that was quite a nice way to frame it in we're, we're there to push the guys not hold them back and that allows yeah. us to do that yeah yeah no i i, I think it's spot on because you know you know, again, I would say you always tend to lean on the conservative side, right, when it comes to this stuff because you, you want to do no harm first. You know, really in hindsight, you know, before all that, like, you know, we, we walked the same path they did. We had tendos, we have 18 racks, and we had 18 tendos on the floor. You know, we went through the same stuff with lines breaking and taking months to get fixed. And at the end of the day, you weren't, you weren't collecting anything. 
you saw the you, the last thing you remember is the last the fourth or fifth last rep of a set of each movement. You'd be like, oh yeah, we were close, great. But like, I mean, how close really were you? <laughs> um, so it, it's man, it, it's I, I use the word evolution, right? I, I think that's big part of life. I think it's a big part of training. You know, I think the evolution part that. You know, I think people need to, because I was, when it first came out, I was like, ah, I kind of got how I feel about it. And I, you know, it's one of those things where I just, I was like, all right, like, how do you continue to evolve as a coach? You know, as a, as a teacher, right? That's all we are. We're teaching people how to do things that are going to help them reach their goals. Um, you know, so how do you dive in? And that's been, you know, one thing for myself personally is technology is going to make this thing a lot better before it makes it a lot worse. Um, and I think that's something that, that for us has been huge, you know, so we've been able to, you know, like it, we're just coming out of spring. So we're able to the GPS stuff with the heart rate stuff. And again, that all the purge stuffs to your external loads, all the GPS stuff, yeah, you get some external load, but you also get some internal loads. And I think that's important because it, it really just paints a picture of what you did, you know? So if you're coupling, Hey, this session was really hard. All right, well, we come in, this is what we, this is where we need to live, you know, and you base it off of, again, you, you can kind of go twofold with it. You base it off percentage, you can go off velocity. Because, it, yes, it is velocity-based systems, velocity-based training, but really, to, really you're monitoring every lift. Every big lift we can, we monitor. You know, we build out norms. You know, that's been the fun thing for me is I've done more with Excel in the last, you know, year than I've had my whole life. You know, but it's it's the evolution piece that for us, here's our program. When guys come in, we can evaluate it without testing them. You know, and it doesn't make us a soft program. It makes us a smart program. You know is, what I mean? Certain jokes are is that is that is that a perception that people may have? Because you don't test, you, you could be seen as a soft program? I mean, I don't know. I think this I I I, I think Training in college football gets a gets a rap a, a, a rapport, um, especially for you. I mean, you're on the outside, so you I'm sure have seen it and heard it and felt it. I mean, I'm I'm on the inside, you know. Just because people are now starting to use science, like science is what drives this thing, right? We all claim to be ex phys ex science people, but like you need to put your I don't want to say pride, but if you're into development and you want to develop people, then you got to use it or at least try. Because if you're not, you're you're already saying out loud like, "Hey, this 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 doesn't work." Which is how how could you not choose something that gives you instant feedback, instant results, and allows you to instantly plan for your next session and not not give it a shot? You know what I mean? Like that's that, and again, I'm I'm about as prideful as they get in this world, but like. I mean, th th that's the science of it, man. That's that's the fun part of it is, hey, we squatted heavy yesterday. Great. How are we today? We could squat back-to-back -back heavy days. You know, I think the more you stack those days is that's development, right? It's physical development. So I think that's that's kind of been – it's been really big for us in the weight room. Um, again, the GPS stuff's been really good. Um, we've just been – again, I, like I said, I've been able to kind of build out different things for coach Durfee and the staff and just, you know, kind of build our sports science program from the, from the, from the, from the bottom, you know, which for us, I mean, it's no secret. We're not getting four or five, four or five star guys. That's okay. I think that that's part of what makes it fun here is you have to actually coach, you know, you have to actually think you have to actually program. You have to actually execute. Um, and I don't want that to sound wrong by any means, but it's just one of those things that I could sometimes get overlooked. You know what I mean? Because I, I, we, we all do the same stuff, right? Everyone squats, bench. You know, honestly, we, we mm. all do. Gosh. You know, I killing us here. Absolutely well, killing us no, I mean, I'm, I'm only joking. It's great. It's great. It's great to <laughs> it hear. Just, yeah. it gets, you know, I, I just get wound up because, like, especially in the States, we all do the same stuff. Mm -hmm. Nobody does anything different. You know, and I think that's the whole, again, folded in problem of social media and this and that. And, you know, you see 
again, these professional players, like, I always think, and, and it's kind of where I've evolved to, is like, if these guys that are super athletes, like, if they're actually starting to, like, do it right, like, for me, a big, like, kind of a, a, a person I've really started to look to um, was Matt Ray at Alabama. Yeah. And just trying to follow, like, just follow him. And, you know, he's been somebody that, like, man, he's getting freaking Hemis and Ferraris. And he's using science, you know, which is, it, 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 it's unheard of, you know, to, 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 act, to, to use it. You know, and it's not, it's, it's not what's been done over the years, right? It, it, it's evolution. And I, I'm sorry I keep coming back to that word, but, like, you know, if you're not evolving, you're not continually trying to build your philosophy and build your your toolbox. Then, like, you know, what are you doing? You know, because it's all it's all going to become outdated. You know, it's 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 not being trendy. It's just using technology to your advantage. You know, I think that's one thing that we've we've really done. And you know, the kid the kids enjoy it. You know, like they enjoy training next to each other and. Hey, I'm going to squat this or press this or pull this faster than you. I mean, that's what you want. Man. How good is that? Yeah. You, want, you want ownership. I mean, ownership's the name of the game. You know, any, anything led and owned by players is going to be better than led by us or led by coach. Like, it's been around for hundreds of years with college athletics, man. Like, they own it. That's what you hunt. That's going to get you a winning formula. So, one more question. Sure. <laughs> one thing that's well, yeah, one thing that seems to have a have had a real resurgence in people's interest is isometric training, and I'm just wondering if that fits anywhere in your program at certain times of the year. It doesn't. You leave it for certain athletes. I'm just yeah. Again, where does it where does it fit in the programming? Yeah, I mean, I think I think personally, it's more of a. Uh, beginning of the year thing again i think i, I love the um uh the cal deet stuff um, yep. that he's come out with i mean i think that's again the two 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 i think that's really good again because it's it, 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 it's qualities it's the qualities you're hunting but it's you know he says it best you know he starts the book with it's stimulus you need stimulus like i think it's again it, it, it's a hard line to walk of how close can you get to the red line with stimulus? You know, I think that's that's obviously the key. You know, I think using technology to, again, kind of steer the boat, if you will, um, I, I think is huge. But, yeah, I mean, I think isometric stuff and eccentric stuff I, I think are great. You know, I think it's just, again, you know what they're going to drive. And I think you just got to be smart with, again, time of year, where at, like, where do you feel is best suited? What 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 what's gonna what literature shows you where it's best? Right, it's usually beginning of the year. Your strength building block. Um, you know, I think from there is kind of judging off what your team needs. You know, there's been some some years that you know we did a little bit of it. We've done a lot of bit of it different years, um, other years. So I think it's just again, it, it just kind of going back to that overall first question is, you know, what's your target? What are you trying to hit, and you know, what, what what do they need? You know, I think what are the needs is a is a big thing. Is it's you know it's funny this data stuff with with training and and you know all this the twenty twenty one evolution of all this stuff. It's like the questions are still the same simple questions. We're just now getting more tools to answer those questions, which I think is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it validates what we do. Um, I think it gives us merit. As a profession, um, and I don't want that to sound wrong because there's been a lot of people that have done some really, really, really super things. Um, but I think it's our job is, you know, again, I'm only nine years into this thing. And, you know, I think it's our job to continue to, to, to drive, you know, this profession, to drive what it is we do. You know, we're not just a bunch of meatheads, you know, and I, I, I think that's part of the perception and, and and rap that like I don't care for, um, you know. Not, again, not to say that I'm soft by any means, but again, it's just that rapport of uh, of perception, you know. And I think the more we can continue to show, you know, our athletes first, 
you know, our coach is second, administrator's third, like, hey, this is what we do, and here's all the merit and data and everything you could ever want, you know, to back us up. You know, it makes us bulletproof, you know, whether it's, you know, with whatever that may be. You know, again, we can go down another another trench, but I, I just think it's – I just think there's more to it than just I like to train, this is what I do, so my athletes are going to do that. You know, I think that's – I think it's a little more, again, as simple as I am, I think there's a little more complexity to, you know, what we do. I've written that down. I like that quote. Not just a bunch of meatheads. And I think people like people like Matt are doing a great job. And I'm sure there's loads of Matts out there who are doing it yeah. underground and, and, and not maybe talking about it as much, which is absolutely fine. But I think people like him are – probably emphasizing that quote that you just said. Yeah, um, I mean, which I, is fantastic. I, I think it's great um, because I, I think he's challenging status quo, right? You know, and I, 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 I like that. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. You know, and he's at one of the best, you know, obviously football institutions, if you will. But he, he does things based off of science. You know, they don't just Hey, we're going to squat 500 today just because like, I, I, again, I, I respect that. And I think that's good stuff that he's using the tools that are out there to drive performance, which in return, to be honest with you, drives buy-in. You know, like I can say firsthand here, the guy, like the guys I work with, trust me more. You know, I mean, let's not get it twisted. They're 18 to 22 year old guys. They want to lift heavy every single day. But that's not performance. That's your YM, your YMCA. That's your like. That's your that that's personal stuff, which is fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But if we're in the we're in the business of relationships and people and performance, I mean, there's no better thing you can have than your guys trust you. You know, I had a guy a couple weeks ago. Hey, this is where I want to be. All right, we're on track. You know, like. Trust the plan. You hear trust the process all the time, right? But it's finally putting some merit to it. And, you know, they trust me. And, like, they should. Like, they should. You know what I mean? Like, it goes without saying, like, they should because you they know you have your best interests at heart. Like, that. that's what this is all about. You know, and I think it's just the tools and the tricks and the trades of, you know, buy it, get buy it. You know, and, and you know, buy going to drive – a better relationship and it's going to drive higher performance. You know, I think that's, that's where it starts. You know, you could, you could sit and have a high performance podcast for hours and hours and hours. Cause there's so much there is, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's relationships. It's, you know, your ability to be authentic. And if they know you have your best interests at heart, you know, they're going to come out swinging. You know, I think that's where programming and philosophy and it all starts. You know, because it goes back to what I said, like, everyone does the same stuff. You know, especially, like, we don't do anything different than other programs. They don't do anything different than we do. You know, how do we get, we need buy-in, right? This is just another way to get it. We need our guys to trust us. Hey, this is this is the road we're going to take. You know, are we going to hit a, some kinks in the road? Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> no question about it. You know, but again, you, them falling back with your relationship going, all right, I had a really crappy day. You may have you may have a really good day, and a couple of days later, and something else. I mean, it's just it's all a relationship thing, and, and, and trusting everything, and and I, I I think that's that's huge. I mean, that's one thousand percent. That's that's it. I think that's a superb place to finish up because that's where we started, and that's where we're going to finish. So Sounds thank good, you, man. yeah, appreciate that. Aaron, I know you said you're not a massive show, social media guy. We kind of I'm not. That's, <laughs> have you, is, it, is there anywhere people can get in touch with you? Should they have any questions? Is yeah, no. I, biggest thing is uh, my email. So it's my first name, Aaron A A R O N dot gets at duke edu. Yep. Um, that that would be the best place. Um, just because I'm not. I mean, I have those profiles, and I, you know. It is what it is. I'm. I'm still. I'm still working. To, I'm still working to get to that part of technology, if you will. <laughs> yeah. No, that's all good. That's all good. Well, if people have got any questions, find you an email, and I'm guessing you can. No they problem. can find that email online as well, can't they? Is yeah. It's it? yeah. It's it's all online, so it's it's pretty simple. So. Perfect. 
Superb, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you yeah, so man. much for giving up your time. I know, like I said right at the start, it's been chaotic for you. So I appreciate you carving out an hour and 15 minutes by the time yeah, we uh, was, by the time we got going and and, uh, and, and, and got, got recording. So I appreciate it. But I'm going to let you go. You stick, you stick around. We'll have a little chat afterwards. But okay. uh, officially... Thank you very much for your time. And, yeah, uh, sounds good, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate your Keep time. That was, that was fun, man. Pleasure. Take care, Good man. man. Speak soon. Yes, sir. Thanks for tuning in to episode 342 of the Pacey Performance Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Big thanks to Aaron for giving up his time during a very busy, chaotic schedule, especially with COVID. People get testing positive, things getting locked down. It sounds absolute mayhem. But thank you to Aaron for giving up his time during uh, during the, uh, the this busy period. Also, a big thanks to Hawking Dynamics, I Measure You, Fusion Sport, Omega Wave, and Output Sports for sponsoring this episode today. The podcast could not run in its current form without these guys, so I really do appreciate their support. So we've got some cool guests coming up over the next couple of weeks, some working with high-level sprinters to, again, professional football, i.e. soccer, youth athletes, NFL, Rugby Union, loads and loads of guests, cool guests coming up over the next couple of weeks. So make sure you subscribe on your chosen podcast player and I'll chat to you next week.